Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I'm Ann Baldwin, the host of the program today, and guess who's in the house? The house. The house is in the house. Dennis House is here. I'm so happy to see you. Great to be here and awesome to see you, Ann. We go way, way back. Way back. I mean, I don't even want to talk about the number of years <laughs> that we go back. But thanks for stopping by, Dennis, because we've got so much to talk about. And I've, oh, I've got this wish list of people I want to get on the show. And you're at the top of the list. So I really, I know you're a busy guy. Well, I'm honored to be here. As I said, you and I go way back. It's interesting, too, because we don't want to really talk about how long it is. But yeah. for me, it's been 30 years. So about the same for you. And I was talking to our interns the other night. They were all born in like 2002, 2003. And it's like, wow. I know. I know. Time flies. Doesn't it? And you're still doing what you're doing. And you're doing great. We should mention, of course, everybody already knows. But you are the chief political anchor for WTNH Channel 8 in New Haven, um, just off of a debate with more debates to come. How did that go earlier this week? I enjoy doing debates. I've been doing it for quite some time, and this was a lot of fun. We interviewed the three Republicans running for the opportunity to challenge Richard Blumenthal in the fall, in November, and there's a primary coming up on August 9th. A lot right. of people don't even know that because Get they're out on there vacation. Vote. It's the summertime, yep. mm-hmm. but that's how they do it in Connecticut. So August 9th is the primary. So the winner will then be able to take on Blumenthal. So we interviewed Demis Claritis, Leora Levy, and Peter Lumash. Yeah, I saw. I got to see a little bit, and I saw a lot of the promos. So, yeah, that's always fun. It's uh, it's a tough situation. You know, and unfortunately or maybe fortunately, you almost have to be a little bit of a performer or an actor to really get out in the race. I know I've worked with some candidates in the past that just – didn't have the personality and weren't good debaters. And, and that's how a lot of people, you know, decide who they're going to vote for, who, who performed the best. Yeah, I have found going back in all the years of covering candidates and that I think the most that, that the key thing is likability. Mm-hmm. If you have to be you have to be likable to the voters. Right. And if you're not look back, you know, 2004 was a great example. They had that poll like, who would you rather have a beer with John Kerry or George W. Bush and George W. Bush won hands down. And a lot of people didn't like the way Kerry came across, but it's about likability. Yeah, it is. It's all a popularity contest, kind of like uh, television news, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Well, you need to be authentic. You need to be accurate. Real. And, and you that you are, relate. my friend. I got to tell you, you're very approachable. There are some people that just aren't. Um, but I, that's what's made you so popular and such a you know staple in Connecticut news for so long. We all know you worked at another place. I did. Um, and then... I mean, how do you want to talk about that? Because I want to talk about where you're at now and how great you're doing. But, you know, let's let's address the elephant in the room, shall we? (laughs) So 
August 31st, I will be celebrating 30 years serving the people of Connecticut. Yay! As wow. A, as a journalist here in our state. Yeah, I started here August 31st, 1992, came in from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And it was, uh, I, I, I feel very blessed, Dan, because I got to work with some great people. I covered some amazing historical events over time, mm-hmm. from popes to World Series to 9-11 to hurricanes and blizzards and all sorts of little stories in between. I got to travel all over our great state and beyond. Uh, and then on my 28th anniversary, I got called in and they told me that I was done. Uh, they were making some changes. The company needed to make some changes and I was out. So, But within an hour of the news breaking, um, I got some texts. I kind of knew mm-hmm. kind of knew that I'd be working in yeah. television if I wanted. And I also had some other opportunities outside the I industry. know you did. So I thought about it for a while. Mm-hmm. I thought about maybe doing something else. Uh, I, was, I was asked to run for office. Uh, you know, all sorts of fun things. Right. But, uh, you know, from sports to um, – companies. In the end, I, I knew our general manager, Rich Graziano at WTNH, great guy for a while. I had almost worked for him once before. And so I decided, to work, you up. decided to work for him. And uh, we have a great team there. I, oh my uh, gosh, do you so ever. so experienced. It's That's wonderful. I got to tell you, and they're just the best dressed all around. Oh, thank but you. But I want to go back to that. You know, I remember it's like a punch in the gut, right? Did you expect that call into the office? Did you Not expect, at all. You were shocked. Not at all. And how awkward is that, though, when, you know, you've been there so long, uh, you know, I'm sure it wasn't about the ratings, and yet your wife still works there. That's got to be a little weird. Well, on a personal level, it was difficult because it had been, that had been really the worst year of my life. Uh, nine months earlier, eight months earlier, Denise DeCenzo had died yep. suddenly, my longtime co-anchor. And so that was difficult. And then we had, I had to announced to the viewers on television mm. that night. And you were it. close. And yeah, we were we were like brother and sister. That was we were at co-anchors for a quarter century. It, it, that was tough. And and then having to deal with uh, the funeral, the public memorial a month later, um, helping her family during all this, mm-hmm. creating a foundation. Uh, there were a lot of young employees, young co-workers that really couldn't understand the death and were having a tough time. So I was counseling them. Uh, my dad had had a stroke. And he, his health was in decline during that whole period. And then COVID came along, right? Oh. So we, um, that was difficult. We had, our lives were changed. I had my kids at home mm-hmm. during the day before I'd go to work. And then um, we were asked to take furloughs at work, pay cuts, which we did. And uh, then all of a sudden they called me and said, you're out. So that was a little difficult, but... Um, but the good news is everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a and reason. And that's what I'm getting to because I don't want to spend a lot of time yeah. on that. You know, I know when they demoted me and then I had a severance package and I said, great, demote me. I took the severance package, started my business and have never looked back. Yeah. So like you, you ended up in a better place. And I tell people all the time that are stuck on that on that rat, uh, rat wheel, you know, sometimes somebody else stops the wheel for you and it's the best thing that ever happened because look at you now. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I love being a Channel 8. I love the people I work with. I love the experience all around me. Mm-hmm. I love the historical references that sort of, you know, like when the Leave it to Beaver guy. Uh, did he die or did Tony die? Tony <laughs> Dow. Well, they announced he had died and then know, they came out they I said know. he wasn't dead. I know. But most of our, you know, most of the younger people didn't know who he was, right? Mm-hmm. And... You know, of course, Ann Nyberg and other people in the newsroom of my generation and they're you know, close by all knew who he was and why that was important mm-hmm. and why that was significant. Absolutely. Well, and you're doing so well. You were just voted Connecticut Magazine's best news anchor. Congratulations. That was a great honor. That was a great honor. Why? And, well, I was just because, you know, when you when you lose your job, 
you feel down no matter how optimistic you are about oh, yeah. what is next. But yep. you know, it, it's 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 a huge punch to the gut, and it, that that was really tough. And so to get that after being, you know, it was less than two years ago I got fired. So to have that honor, and I know other great people have had it years past. And Nyberg won last year, and so so to get that was really a great honor. And, and well-deserved. And that's the thing. I mean, you've picked yourself back up. You didn't skip a beat. But it does hurt. It does. It's it's just something. I remember sure. when I got, when I was finally done with Channel 30, I laid in bed and cried for a day. And my son, who was in high school, said, this isn't you. Get your ass up and go do what you do best. Absolutely. That's what happens. That's what you do. Yeah. One so, of my friends who also did a career reinvention after a while was saying to me last week, he said, you know, I'm glad you said that you were fired because so many people think that maybe you left because of a contract dispute mm -hmm. or that, uh, you know, I also got too that it was emotionally too difficult to work after Denise said, you know, I got all these reasons why I right. left and, you know, none of which were true. So, so you're out there, you're honest. Yeah. Hey, that's what happened. That's uh, what yeah, you I'm not embarrassed from... by it. Nope. And that's the way it is. And it happens to a lot of people yeah. and it just builds, builds up better and better and better. Yeah. Um, so let's talk um, also a little bit about you just had a nice lunch date what, a couple weeks ago. You got to see your buddy. I did. I saw my buddy, Gail King, and she was in, uh, well, she picked the place for lunch, right? Okay. Uh, I was going to meet her in New York. We've been trying to do this for a while because of COVID. It was difficult. So, um, you know, we've been back and forth texting and things like that. And uh, last time I had seen her was at Denise's memorial. Oh. So it had been a while. And then COVID came, right? Mm -hmm. um, and she... She had COVID. I had COVID at one point. We were quarantining for jobs and this, that, and the other things. Yeah. So we finally got together, and she wanted to go to Louis' lunch, the birth of the hamburger. Absolutely. In New Haven. And we got there. And I, and I tell you, Gail is extremely down to earth. She's What you see is what you get. And so when we got there, um, yeah, I shouldn't say this, but you know, the owner did say, you know, you don't have to wait. You know, I can help you out a little bit. We're like, no, no, we're not. We're definitely not doing that. We will wait with everybody else, and that's what we did. So, really? Yeah, so we waited 45 minutes for burgers because that place is crazy busy. As you right, know. It's a big right. tourist attraction. And so they, they recognized you guys right away. Sure. Yes. Yes, they did. And you know, we're very blessed that um, you know that people do watch us on television. That right. We've been around for a long time. And I'll tell you, you know, Gail is you know will proudly admit she's 68 years old, and she still loves this business. Uh, she, she still loves news. I still love news. We're still in this because we love it, mm -hmm. right? And that's the important thing because once you lose interest in your job, once yep. you no longer like it, um, it might be time to do something else. Yeah. Life is short. It is short. And or once you walk in that building and that smell makes you sick to your stomach because you're back at work. I mean, it's, and you know, and Gail's such a pro. I can't believe she's that age. That's what, well, I mean, she's quite open about it. Wow. Quite open about it. And she looks fantastic. She looks fantastic. And she's just the same old Gail. You know, a lot of people came up and wanted pictures with her. She posed with every single person. Uh, she's super nice. And she, she's interested in people. Mm -hmm. Interested in people. We met this guy who came up to us. And uh, he was a uh, he was an FBI, uh, not an agent, but he works with child trafficking. It was a real fascinating story, right? So, uh we asked how to get in contact with him. He goes, give me your business card and I'll be back in touch. So I airdropped him a business card, but he never got back in touch. So we're waiting for that guy. So if you're out there listening, please Jeez. call us. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what an opportunity to meet two of the top journalists, one, you know, covering national news and you don't follow up. Yeah. And he was in line in the, uh, you know, line. But, you know. Things happen. You never know. Things happen. And, you know, we it wasn't airdropped to him. It was airdropped to his son because he was with his son. And he goes, I don't know how to airdrop, but the son did it. And so he goes, I'll give it to you, dad. But. Who knows? Maybe they just felt they were, you know, in from California, you know, worried about other things. We met this family from Texas in for a wedding. We met a realtor. So we met a ton of people in line at Louis Lunch. It was really? Amazing. It was amazing. It was That's amazing. It. What a great experience. And see if you would have cut the line, 
like they give you the opportunity to. You never would have met those people. Yeah, we're not going to do that. But there are those people that like, do you know who I am? And you guys didn't pull that one, right? You just, you were in there as regular people. You got it done. You got to have a nice lunch with Gail. How wonderful is that? I put on my shoes one shoe at a time like anybody else. Yep. And we see each other as, you know, you know we're just normal people. How we, long did you guys work together? We worked together for, I want to say, when I started there at 92 and she left in 99, we were co-anchors for five years. At uh, We did the 530 News every day. So it was great. And we had an amazing time. And she then did a show out of uh, yeah, out of Hartford, the adjacent building right. to right. our station, mm -hmm. uh, the Gil King show, and that lasted about a year. I think that went from '97 to '98, and then she worked another year beyond that, and then she went to work for the Oprah magazine, right? And then she was doing some uh, radio shows, and uh, she's been at CBS this morning now, which is now called CBS Mornings, for about ten years. Wow, she got a boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> Come on. I, I'm not going to ever comment on people's personal okay, lives. That's okay, for them right, to talk yeah. about. She, okay. She's open about her life on television. Okay. I will tell I you that. Okay. I will tell you that. All right. Well, we'll leave that at that. But you know what? I had to ask. <laughs> of course. It's the former course. reporter in me. Of course. How of many course. Emmys do you have on your shelf? Uh, we have four Emmys in our house, and two of them are my wife's and two are mine. Kara Sunland. So... We don't have, yeah. We so she had more than me, and now I we are tied. You're tied. We're tied. Yes. Wow. Did you get one this year? I forget. I got one last year. Last year for for Fotis Dulo's coverage, live breaking oh, news coverage. Oh, that's right. So yeah, that was a tough day. The day he tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. You yeah. just never know. So yeah. so what's next? I mean, your politics is still kind of your forte. Yeah, so I do the six. But you switch it up. It's not just politics in your show. It's it's a little bit of everything, and I love it. So those Sunday morning political shows right. are, it's an oversaturated genre in many ways. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of them in our state. And, yeah. and, you know, I did Face the State for many years. I loved it, and it was mostly politics. But, you know, I wanted to do a few different things with this new show, and so did my boss, Chuck Carter. So we talked about some new ideas, you know, business stories. So I just visited Otis Elevator last week and mm. we went to the test elevator and we interviewed the chief engineer there for the company who uh, daughter of, of Indian immigrants it's amazing too how many more women are in engineering than there used to be right because last year I interviewed Raquel Rivera at Pratt & Whitney and she's in charge of all the plants in North America and it's just changing you know um, you know when you started in journalism there weren't that many women in business positions. And it's it's changing now. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. And so she talked about that. It's 30% at Otis Elevator. So we get to, um, you know, I've interviewed people who've had health issues. I've interviewed, I interviewed a police officer from West Hartford who was dying of a brain tumor. Yeah. And he ended up dying six weeks after our story. So we try to bring stories that matter, mm -hmm. uh, some different ones. We do mix some politics in there, particularly as we get closer to an election. But you the show to, this week right. in Connecticut, we, we try to make it a few different things. Yeah, I know. I, I actually suggested one of my clients, Jordan Oaks. Yeah, we can do some and, on him. Yep. And so you're going to be doing something on him because yep. he's a Nashville recording star, young guy. Yeah, I'm excited about that. 22 years old. and yep. But, you know, I got to say, getting him to play at some of the casinos and big venues in Connecticut has been like pulling teeth. But yet he's all over the place in southern Florida and Nashville. So... If you hear that, call me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're excited about uh, doing that story. So that's the thing, you know. There, there. You know, Connecticut has so many stories to tell. Many of them have already been told, but we try to look for new ones. And uh, that's the thing. And Gail's the same way. As we were in line at Louis Lunch, I realized, you know, I mean, we're talking to these random people. Mm -hmm. We met some really cool people, and they all have different stories. We met a young uh, teenager from, uh, I think it was from California who um, was at Yale because he's being recruited by both Yale and Harvard for football. Wow. Just an interesting, you know, yeah. you just never know who you're going to meet, Unless right? you talk to somebody you don't know their story, and it's usually so cool. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. 
So let's talk about your new crew and and what's going on down at uh, WTNH Channel 8. Again, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Dennis House, chief political anchor for WTNH, and a good longtime friend who was willing to come by and do the show with me this morning, and I'm so, so grateful for that. You know, we've we've both gone through so many different things in life. You know, yeah. you, you know my past. And, yeah. But it's funny because people say, you know, they even ask me, like, as if I'm still in these TVs, you know, whatever happened to this one or whatever happened to that one or how come this happened? And, you know, it's it's good that you clear that slate and you just put it out there because what you, people do is gossip, yeah, right? Yeah. And I know they gossiped about me. I mean, even when I was interviewed by Ann Nyberg about my recovery, uh, I think she asked me during the interview, she said, so were you drinking on the air? And I was like, no, <laughs> that's one thing I didn't do. But, you know, I got to say, it's been uh, almost 13 years now, Dennis, that I've been sober. Good for you. And I'll tell you, so I remember that interview with Ann Nyberg, mm. and uh, Ann and I talked about it uh, not all that long ago, and just how it, it was very helpful to people. Because when people see um, others who are struggling talk about it, like you did, that was really helpful. I'm sure you helped people you don't even know. Well, I hope so. And that was one of my goals because it's a big decision to go public with something sure. like that because you just never know. And, the, you know, the haters are still going to hate. So you can't worry about that. So that has been my goal. But you also, when you come out with that, you got to make a strategic decision. And it's interesting. I thought maybe I'd lose a lot of my clients because they go, ooh, what's wrong with her? Yeah. But actually, the clients came running to me because they said – you know, I, I I respect what you've done, Ann, or I'm in recovery too, and I'd like to work with you. So it's just been nothing but a plus in my life. You know, everything everything works out and everything happens for a reason. We always say that all the time. So my mentor, when I was an intern at WPRI in Providence, I was a, a mentored by the weekend anchor at the time, Ted Wayman, who was great. And he taught me how to report and how to do this, how to hold the mic and how to write and all this stuff. He's now at WCVB in Boston. He recently went public with his battle against addiction with alcohol. And uh, after all these years, he talked about it and he had been sober, I forget how many years, but just a, it's, it's you know, a significant, and he's on the air right now and he did it and uh, yeah. bravo to him for, you know, having the courage to do that. That's right, absolutely. So you say you let people talk about their own personal life. So let's talk a little bit about your personal life. Sure. Uh, Kara Sunland still doing a great job over at Channel 3. Yep. Better Connecticut is running strong. Yep. She looks great. She's doing great. And, uh, you know, obviously it was quite an adjustment mm. when, uh, when I got fired from the place. It was such a big part of our lives where we met. But uh, it all worked out, and uh, she's doing a great job over there. We're, we're, we're raising two kids, and... Um, you know, we, we, we split up a lot of the, the tasks, which you kind of have to. It's interesting. I was talking about this just yesterday in the newsroom. Someone was saying that they really hate doing laundry. And in our house, so we have an old house and the laundry's in the basement. Mm. So I usually uh, bring it down and put it in and wash it and take it out and then bring it up. And Kara's in charge of the folding and the putting away, which that to Wait, me is the Wait, but you at least part. put it in the dryer, right? Yeah, the, the yes. Okay, because yeah. see, at my house, it never makes it to the dryer. So good. I'm glad you're making it to the I dryer. I do the downstairs stuff, and then okay. I bring it up, and she, you know, because they're heavy. And the, she prefers to fold it and put it away, which I really don't like. Uh -huh. That, to me, is the hardest thing. Okay. Now, you said you have kids. Come on, they're not kids anymore. No, I mean, they, they're well, kids, but they're not kids. They're, they're just great. I mean, what are they up to? They're 15 and almost 13. My son turns 13 um, on September 1st. My daughter's 15, and my daughter has her first job. She's working in a little store, a little clothing store, uh, helping people out. So she likes that. She was doing some babysitting. My, they're very active people. My daughter... Um, is taking up, uh, she took up lacrosse last year, field hockey now. She's done nice. dance for many years. Uh, she may run for class office. My son does football. He did lacrosse, but then kind of lost interest in it. So he shifted over more to spring football. So mm -hmm. 
he's he's doing that and uh, he's done basketball and you know they're good kids you know yeah. overall we're just trying Thank to God, teach him right? to yes. be to be nice to people mm-hmm. we're pretty open about just the dangers of life out there and it's tough being a parent you know there are there are kids their ages who have already been drunk who have uh, you know maybe, maybe they don't come from the best situations and so you know we're trying to teach them just you know how to live a good life and how to just I mean, the number one thing, be kind to others. Right. No, no matter how old you are and no matter what position you're in, mm-hmm. I, I think that that is just, uh, that's that, that's words to live by. Politicians, kids, teachers, whatever. So just like you were in the line at Louie's lunch. Yeah. You know, talk to people. Pretend, not pretend, but, you know, show that you care. That's what I'm trying to say. Show that you care. And just, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt, but it's hard sometimes, I got to tell you. So you, you just got to teach kids, especially at that age, to go through life with their eyes open and their heads up. Yeah, and just it. remember that everybody... Yeah. has some battle. Yeah, we you all may have not our know, demons. You may not know what it is, but like, you know, there's the, the, there's a cashier at the grocery store where I go to whose daughter was murdered. Uh, mm-hmm. There's another one who has an adult son with special needs that she still takes care of. So you just never know. And they still put on the happy smile and they're helping you bag your groceries and how are you today? And y- you just don't know. You don't. And, you know, I had a friend who, uh, who uh, whose son recently came down with cancer, his leg hurt, and went in, they thought it was tendonitis and next week it hurt really bad they ran more tests and he ended up having cancer they had to amputate his leg oh my god age 14 so you just there's there's so much out there and of course in the news business oh every day we've got sadness Mm -hmm. yep and you've got to just keep that in perspective and then that's only the stories that you have time to tell yeah i imagine all the stories that are still sitting out there but there's no time you know so you just don't so i gotta ask you another question do you still have your woody Yes, I do. I do. Well, no. So That's not a nasty question. No, 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 no. No. Uh, so everyone knows I have this passion for station wagons. I love your station wagons. So, um, I have um, a so I have a Buick Enclave that's relatively new that I had wood, fake wood put on the side. So that's the car I drive. And but we had one. So when I was in high school, my parents had the Ford Country Squire. Right, and, right. And, and you I sat really in the back seat it. facing out. Yeah, and then they disappeared and so I I so when we needed an extra car for the for our babysitter, I picked up a Buick Roadmaster wagon, which are great cars, by the way. They're extremely reliable, and they're big, and they get the rear-facing I seat. bet she loved that. And I had wood on the side. but <laughs> um, And, yeah, they made them up to 96, so they're not all that old. They okay. have airbags and, you know, all all right. that power steering and all, you know, all, all that. I mean, they were the – the Buick Roadmaster in the 90s was the Escalade of its day. If you wanted a big, luxurious family cruiser, that's what you got. And you can pick them up fairly inexpensively. So I got one, and uh, – one of our babies has had an accident, so I had to replace it. Aww. So I got another Buick Roadmaster, but did not have the wood. We still have that one. That's just black. Okay, All and right. you just love it. You know, it, what kind of comments do you get when you pull up in that baby? Well, you know, it's got the rear-facing seat. You can see through it, and it's it's got like uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the official color is cherry, but the it's it's like a red velour interior, right? Nice <laughs> with the bench seat in the front. Yeah, yeah bench seat in the oh. front. You know what? Maybe so is I'm, it three on a tree or no? No, 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 no. It's you know regular, you know, okay. automatic, standard. Okay. Maybe I'm getting a little bit older, but there's something to be said for bench seats, and I'll tell you why. I Ann. miss them. I drop my fob down in between the seat yep. on a bucket seat, yep. and you're digging it out. It's like those bench seats were—they were practical. They were. I just remember <laughs> the bench seats because I'd sit next to my boyfriend with his arm around me when we drove, and yep. those, were, those were the good old days, right? Yeah. Take him to the drive-in movies, all that kind of stuff. They should bring those back. Oh, I, you know, man, I wish they—I really wish they would. I mean, all the good things are gone. The Volkswagen Beetle, which I had and got in an accident, unfortunately, yep. it got totaled. My that my baby's gone too, Aww. so it's kind of sad. But you know, I had to grow up, I guess, a little bit. So we've got just a couple minutes left. What else you want to talk about? 
What else do you want our listeners to know? And Well, I just want people to, you know, I want to thank all the viewers of Connecticut because for 30 years, you know, you don't get to have 30 years in one market without um, the viewers supporting you. Right. So I want to thank all the people all across the state who have reached out to me on social media over the years who sent baby gifts when we were um, – you know, um, had your kids, had our kids. Yeah, they Con- know you guys. Condolence letters when we lost a baby. Um, so it's it's been it's just an amazing thing, and just all the emails we get today, and the social media things, and just meeting like it never bothers me when someone comes up to the grocery store and says, "Hey, you know, yeah, I'm so and so, your dentist house." You don't yes. mind that? I do not mind. Okay, it. good. You know, usually the only time people recognize me was when I was at Costco and no makeup and looked like crap. I'm aren't you the girl on TV? <laughs> no, I'm not. Get away from <laughs> me. <laughs> so it's interesting, and it's good that you embrace that. And then, you know, then people make the bad comments. I remember when I was on television. Sure. Um, I don't know if I was just had a child or whatever, but I had some. Uh, like a dark pigment under my nose, like a mustache. Yeah. And don't you know, someone called into the newsroom. I answered the phone because that's what you did back then. Sure. Tell Ann Baldwin she's got a mustache. <laughs> I won't tell you what I told the lady. <laughs> we get complaints all the time. Yeah. But you know what? I usually address each and every one of Do them. Do you? Yeah, because I just think, listen, if it's a complaint, I want to hear about it. And, you know, there'll be some people who say, hey, um, oh, I miss you, you know, on TV. And I'm like, well, I'm still on TV. And I'll tell them, you know, where they can find me. Right. News 8 every night at 6 and 11 and Sundays at 10. Uh, but, you know, people will complain about something I wore or something I said. They, they always think you're either a Republican or a Democrat. Right, right, because you've got your own They think that, you know, yeah, there's agenda. no way this person is mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, an unbiased journalist. And right. I can say that I, I am an independent and uh, um, I, I can count some Democrats among my friends and Republicans yeah. among my friends and you know. yeah. Don't judge, folks. Absolutely. Don't judge because Dennis House, WTNH, uh, Channel 8 is doing a great job. Well, well Dennis, thank you, Ann. Thank you. And it's so good to see you. My best to Kara and the kids. And enjoy your upcoming summer trips. I know you're going to have a great rest of the summer. And, We're excited. Uh, we'll get you back here again, okay? I would love to. I just think looking back, you know, 30 years ago, you and I were out in the field covering stories, and now yeah. we're here together. Here so we are. Thank you for having yeah, me. Never burn a bridge and stay <laughs> stay friends. That well, we were always friends. We That's were good. always friends. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, and thanks to all of you for tuning in to this edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.